Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. A few years ago, I visited my twin nephew and niece's preschool class for one of their Christmas recitals. And as we waited for them to start, I noticed a poster hanging on the wall. It read, Before you speak, think, with T-H-I-N-K, all in caps, forming an acrostic. Before you speak, think. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? That struck me as very good advice for people of all ages, and especially in these challenging, emotionally charged, deeply divisive times. Advice that resonates with the words of the Apostle Paul in our reading from Ephesians 4 and 5. As I mentioned in last week's sermon, Ephesus was the capital of the Greco-Roman province of Asia, a major center of trade and commerce for the Roman Empire, a large coastal metropolitan city with an economically, socially, religiously diverse population. Paul wrote his letter to the Ephesians from his imprisonment in Rome. Only a few years before he was martyred, by religious and political authorities who were threatened by his proclamation of the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul knew the members of the church in Ephesus. He visited the city several times and spent three years there during his third missionary journey, building up the church, the community of saints who speak the good news and do the good work of Jesus the one body of Christ on earth with many different members. And it is from this place of unity, belonging together as the beloved people of God, sticking with each other, supporting each other, speaking the truth to each other, that Paul calls on his friends in Christ to live in love, act with kindness, speak words that give grace to those who hear, and not to do the opposite. Do not leave room for the devil, the father of lies, the accuser, that which represents all that opposes God and God's goodness. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit the third person of the triune God, the one who guides us in all the truth, the advocate who comforts us, the God who fills us with life and loves us forever and is working for our good and for the good of the whole creation. Do not sin. Be angry, as Paul writes, and Many contemporary commentators believe this is more of a concession than a commandment. In other words, if you are angry, do not sin. 
I remember one day during vacation Bible school when I was a kid, our teacher said that Jesus was without sin. And one of my friends replied very confident, confidently, um, Jesus did sin? And she gave the cleansing of the temple as an example. Jesus was angry, she reasoned, and anger is a sin. But as Paul indicates, anger in and of itself is not a sin. It's an emotion like happiness or sadness or compassion, a natural human reaction to our circumstances. Jesus, fully human and fully divine, expressed emotion. He rejoiced with his disciples. He wept with Martha and Mary, and he was angry at the money changers who were exploiting poor and vulnerable people who had come to the temple to worship God. God loves all of his children. And as with any loving parent, it upsets God when his children hurt each other. The issue is not having emotions. The issue is how we handle our emotions, how we respond to our circumstances, how we choose to speak and act in relationship with God and each other. Jesus was without sin. He was completely righteous. And so he demonstrated righteous anger. We are sinners saved by grace, not yet as God intends for us to be. And so we need to be very careful about how we demonstrate our anger, asking ourselves if it is truly righteous anger for the good of others because we are so prone to express our anger in selfish, unrighteous ways. We allow evil talk to come out of our mouths, speaking before we think and causing harm, saying or sharing or posting things we'll regret, blowing up and tearing others down. Or we become bitter, gossiping about people we believe have slighted us, secretly hoping that karma catches up with them, nursing grudges that wear us down. This is not the way of Christ. As Paul writes to his friends, you were taught the truth in Jesus. You were taught to put away your old self, put away falsehood, Put away malice and be renewed in your heart and mind. Put on the new self. Act with kindness toward one another. Speak the truth. Live in love as Christ loves us and gave himself for us. This is the truth. Though he was God, Jesus Christ emptied himself and joined with us in our humanity. Though he was without sin, he was baptized among the sinners at the Jordan River. Though he was their teacher, he washed the feet of his disciples, setting an example for us. 
Though he was innocent, he suffered and died on the cross, taking our sin and death as his own and freeing us from them forever. He rose again to life on the third day, giving us life eternal and abundant. He ascended into heaven, transcending the limitations of space and time. And he is with us always. As Jesus says to the crowd in our reading from the Gospel of John today, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus is the truth of who God is and who we are. Jesus makes known to us God's steadfast love. Jesus shows us the way of life. And so Paul writes to his friends, follow Jesus, imitate Christ, do what he did, speak as he spoke, live as he lives. If you are angry, do not sin. As Fuller Seminary, Fuller Seminary's Mark D. Roberts writes on this passage, how can we express anger in healthy, holy way? I know from personal experience some things that don't work. Denial and pretending don't work. Yelling and screaming don't work. What does work is an honest acknowledgement of anger. If we can say to ourselves, I am really angry about this, it invites us to deal with our anger in a helpful way. Perhaps more importantly, acknowledging our anger allows us to share it with God. The Psalms are filled with honest expressions of deep emotions, even anger directed at the Lord himself. These ancient poems and hymns encourage us to share with God what's really going on in our hearts. When you're feeling angry, tell God about it. Be honest. Offering your anger to the Lord is the first step to letting go of it so it doesn't lead you into sin. Paul writes to his friends, speak what is useful for building up as there is need so that your words may give grace to those who hear. In other words, before you make that killer point to win the argument, before you hit send on that angry email, before you share that Facebook post full of enraging and unverified statistics, think, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Paul writes to his friends, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other as God in Christ has forgiven you. When we forgive, we do for others what God has done for us. Forgiving someone does not mean ignoring their harmful behavior or allowing it to continue. Sometimes we need to forgive from afar. Forgiving someone means acknowledging their harmful behavior and hoping they will change. It means letting go of the 
anger and resentment and negative emotions that wear us down. It means opening the possibility that the relationship can heal and grow and reflect the mercy of God. The words of the Apostle Paul to his friends in Ephesus reminds me of a poem entitled The Paradoxical Commandments, written by Kent M. Keith, a poem that hung on the wall of Mother Teresa's house in Calcutta, a poem that reads, People are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you are successful, you win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness will make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. The biggest men and women with the biggest ideas can be shot down by the smallest men and women with the smallest minds. Think big anyway. People favor underdogs, but follow only top dogs. Fight for a few underdogs anyway. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. Give the world the best you have and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world your best anyway. As beloved children of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, saved now and forever by Jesus Christ, may we give the world the best we have. May we live in love. May we act with kindness. May we speak words that give grace to all who hear. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.